It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Now, the key is that the advice I give you is targeted, is clear, and is accurate for you to be able to be empowered. Well, I need to know from you if I'm doing that job well, or rather, when I fail to deliver. And that's why we have Clark Stinks. Clark.com, you can go there. If you feel that I've missed the mark, I'm wrong, whatever, you post your opinion. Others get to read it. Others can comment on it. And then once it's a, a week, message board on Clark.com. Thank you. You go to connect and then message boards. And the top board is Clark Stinks. That voice is Krista. Hello. And Krista goes through the Clark Stinks posts and picks out which ones to share with you right here. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. What you got? Mark says, on your podcast, I hear you saying one place to not waste your time with getting a mortgage is the big giant banks. However, you... Giant monster mega banks. However, you always talk so lovingly about USAA, which is a giant bank. So I ask you, one, do you recommend against a mortgage with USAA? And two, what about credit unions? You mentioned small local banks, regional banks, and monster mega banks, but you didn't even mention credit unions for getting mortgages. What about them? Thanks, Mark. Mark, um, let's first deal with the credit unions. If I fail to mention credit unions, they're actually the best place right now to go get a mortgage loan, the superior choice. So if you're looking for where to get it, Credit union is the first spot. The giant monster mega banks, there are only four. Wells Fargo, Chase, Citibank, Bank of America. Those four banks represent more than half of banking in the United States. Even though USAA uh, Bank is in the top 20, it's a pipsqueak compared to any of those four. USAA also is a very specialized institution and is a fantastic place for uh, military personnel, their families, to go look for a mortgage. Oh, and by the way, another place I never mentioned, Charles Schwab. I will refrain from calling you smelly names, Clark, because I believe you take more abuse on this message board than you truly deserve. Your advice on Proton Mail could use a spritz of dollar store Febreze, though. Please clarify that Proton Mail is only automatically encrypted to other Proton Mail users. Encryption to non-Proton Mail users requires a few extra steps. Proton Mail is probably the easiest, best, probably the best solution out there for ease of use, and its services, its service has been reviewed and given a thumbs up by many security professionals. You're providing excellent advice when recommending Proton Mail, but please let listeners know that both sender and receiver need to be using it before any two-way communication is automatically encrypted. That is fantastic advice. And oh, automagically encrypted. And then they say automagically is a technical term used to describe how encryption works. Thank you. Word. All right. So Proton Mail, WhatsApp, a few other apps that are out there for messaging or email are designed to keep you, keep you in a secure environment. And the best way to to stay in a secure environment if you're sending messages to someone that need to stay private is to make sure that both the sender and receiver 
are using the same service, and it's my fail for not mentioning that with ProtonMail. Clark, you are not fully informed. You said no cars that you know of have a warning system to prevent drivers from forgetting to turn off the car when leaving the vehicle. My 2014 Honda Odyssey has a keyless ignition. I simply keep the key in my pocket or purse. But if I leave the engine running and leave my purse in the car with my key, the car will emit a very noticeable beep, 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 beep as soon as I close the door. I'm all pretty sure newer models of Hondas as well as other makes also have the safety feature. Yeah, I we have a Honda Odyssey that does that. If I get out to go get the mail, it starts emitting a very, very loud beep. So is my Mazda. And so that's the idea that the automotive engineers recommended seven years ago, that that should be a requirement that all vehicles do so, because this problem with people dying of carbon monoxide poisoning, not realizing they haven't shut their car off, is such an easy thing to fix. And I, it's not, it shouldn't even cost the automakers any amount of money. The horn is already in the vehicle. Noisemakers already exist in the vehicle, so they should just take care of this and save people's lives. And referring to the same segment, I don't think you stink, but you miss the opportunity to recommend carbon monoxide detectors. When discussing the problem of people leaving cars running in garages, you recommended that people with such vehicles develop a procedure in order to avoid leaving the car running. This is fine, but folks will get in a hurry or get distracted and leave the car running. I think people should also install carbon monoxide detectors. The benefit of a carbon monoxide detector is that it would detect it from any source, not just a vehicle. In addition to being a potential killer, carbon monoxide can cause lifelong debilitating neurological and cardiac issues. I can't thank you enough for that post because I don't know if you know this, I'm obsessed with carbon monoxide detectors. We have them everywhere in our house. Every bedroom has one. And we have them in hallways because it is such an incredibly dangerous silent killer that that is great advice. And carbon monoxide detectors range from 20 bu- 12 bucks on up. And getting them is a very, very cheap life insurance policy. Spirit, not such a bargain. Just to let you know that the cheap trip on Spirit costs $500 more because of canceled flight. I was told to come back two days later to get a flight home. Had to buy new tickets and get another rental car. So I will not go with Bargain Airlines again. Not worth the chance. The risk with Spirit, Allegiant, and Frontier is if they have a cancellation that you end up stranded because in most cases... They fly to a city only once a day, and in the case of Allegiant, maybe only a couple of times a week. And so if you have a mechanical that takes a flight out of service, they have crew not available for whatever reason, you could be stranded for several days or have to open up the wallet to fly someone else. It is a a real hazard of flying one of these airlines, and to not mention it, is would be remiss on my part so i appreciate you mentioning your horrific 500 hundred dollar experience clark only got halfway through cash rewards for gas what a punter you advise the caller to use both costco and sam's club credit cards to get cash back for her business gas expenditures 
This blend of 4 and 5% cash, maybe $550 per year, barely scratches the surface of this black gold opportunity. Other credit cards such as USA Amex offer 5% and works at grocery stores as well. And, when, and then you can get ga- grocery store gas. You can also double layer rewards. Gas companies have rewards programs that work with your credit card. On vacation, we noticed BP was competitively priced, so stopped and instantly joined their program to receive both the 5% from our credit card reward, plus for every $100, another dime off of each of the next 20 gallons. And I carry the lawnmower gas can with me to get that extra three gallons after the Honda is full. Notice we skip the obvious gas company-specific credit card with its own rewards. We leave that for the punters. Ready for another layer? The local BP is also a Circle K. They also have a rewards program that you can get those rewards as well. But don't stop yet. When you go inside and order that morning coffee or lunch pizza at Casey's, it gets charged to Casey's Gas Station. Sam's doesn't know whether it's for gas or pizza. Ka-ching! My beautiful wife and I are pros at sucking cash out of credit cards, and we spend way too much time juggling cards. But the caller could easily double Clark's mega club answer. Love that. Love that. Uh, keep posting techniques that you use on uh, which which board would be best. We're actually keep... creating a Facebook group for people who love gaming the credit card system under Clark, facebook.com slash Clark Howard for people who pay in full every month. And we have we've we've listened to um, people who have asked us for more information on this. And so we have a lot of articles. We're publishing articles every day now about uh, rewards cards and just reviewing cards and things like that. Okay. This is a little long. On the recent Back to Basics insurance podcast, Clark made a statement to the effect that individuals who live in an apartment without a lot of assets don't need to worry about carrying auto liability limits above the state minimum requirements. I'm no expert, but I think this advice stinks. Even individuals who don't have many assets need to protect themselves from lawsuits and the consequences of causing damage to others. Take the case of a student who has no assets but is anticipating graduating and working in a career where they make six figures. Or even just a normal working class stiff who doesn't make much money but could still face the stark reality of having a portion of their income garnished for the rest of their life to pay for their at-fault damages to another party. Imagine this individual causes a terrible car accident and is at fault for damages to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars. If the individual only has the state minimum coverage, more often than not, the insurance company will realize it is not worth the time or money paid to their lawyers to fight the claim, and they will simply cut a check for the $15,000 and wish the aggrieved party well. In the event that the insured has no assets, but a judge or jury awards the victim a huge amount of compensation, it's my understanding that future wages can be garnished, liens can be placed on future assets, and the judgment is something that can follow the individual around for their life in the sense that they will always be on the hook for it. I could be wrong on this and welcome Clark and his team to clarify the matter, but this is why I carry very high liability limits on both my auto and home policies, even though my assets are extremely modest. I appreciate your, that's an altruistic instinct you have about making sure that even though you have limited assets, you carry a lot of liability coverage. My advice generally is about people who have a lot of assets and how important it is for them to have liability coverage. As I explained in the Back to Basics, if you don't have a lot of assets, there's not a lot at risk. In this scenario, you painted a lawyer that someone hires following an accident that you see the people on the sides of buses and on the TV ads and on the billboards and all that, 
they are only looking for deep pockets. And an individual who doesn't have anything, they're not really interested in. And in the event that there was a mega judgment entered against someone, it would not haunt them forever because, as a practical matter, what people do in that case is they file personal bankruptcy. Not a path I'm recommending. That's just practically what happens. Free credit freeze. I kept hearing that credit freezes would become free with the passage of the new spending bill. The spending bill passed. What happened? It's actually in the banking bill that is coming through probably in the next couple of weeks. The new banking bill will be passed. The banking bill is one that the Senate passed months ago with the free credit freezes as one of the provisions in it. The House was not happy with the Senate version and then realized that if they didn't just uh, roll over and pass the Senate version, there would be no new banking bill. So there will be a bill passed very soon by the House that will be identical to the Senate version, and then it will go to the president for his signature. Which checkout lines are the fastest? It's the one with the most men. Why? They don't write checks or use coupons, and they have their payment method ready to go, cash or credit card. Men are focused on getting out of the store ASAP as they don't want to be there in the first place. Okay, I got no comment on that one because any comment I'd make would not work. I appreciate all your posts. Please go to Clark.com, go to Clark Stinks, and let me know how I can serve you better. Carrie is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Carrie. Hi, Clark. Thank you for taking my call today. Absolutely. What's going on, Carrie? Um, I have a question regarding investments. Um, I bought a house two and a half years ago, and I got a um, 30-year loan with it. And, and two and a um, half years ago, you probably got a wonderful interest rate people can't see anymore. What would you get? I got 45 for 30 years. Right. And is that an FHA or is that a conventional loan? Um, FHA. Okay. And so my question, I would love to pay off the loan in less than, much less than 30 years. Um, However, I am self-employed and I have um, a Roth IRA, which is kind of my plan for retirement. So my question for you is, um, with my money I set aside for investment, should I put that towards the Roth, like paying the maximum amount I can um, each year to contribute to the Roth, or should I first focus on the loan? Definitely um, the Roth. Definitely the Roth, because the Roth, the money you put in it is tax-free growth of money and tax-free spending way down the road. So there's an enormous advantage to that. And the 4.5% mortgage you have is such a low interest rate compared to historical averages, which are much higher mortgage rates than that, that you've got a pretty cheap mortgage. I know there are people who, during the depths of interest rates, got rates in the threes and shorter-term loans in the twos and all that, but don't worry about that. Your 4.5 is is very good. And okay. so you're already paying off on that mortgage as agreed at a very good rate, not building up any uh, down on the mortgage at all, really, because the early years, it's all interest you're paying. Mm-hmm. But you're still clicking away the years on it. 
and you're putting aside money that has time to grow tax-free in the Roth. So the Roth is a higher priority. Okay. And so what okay. you're doing is just right. And All right. A, a question about the home, is this a forever home or is this a home you're going to be in for um, a handful of years and then you're going to move on? Um, probably a handful of years and move on. That's my hope. Um, so in that right case, now, that puts the priority higher um, definitely to not worrying so much about being mortgage debt free and instead okay. build up money in the Roth. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I sure. Really and best it. to you with your self-employment and saving for the future. The delivery wars continue and you are the big winner. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Target is working so hard to remain relevant with its customer base, which is very heavily the same customer base that are Amazon Prime members. Amazon is having a little bit of a hiccup right now with more and more unhappiness among Amazon Prime members about unreliability with delivery. Amazon is having a greater and greater difficulty meeting the two-day delivery guarantee, and it always was less than what it appeared to be because the two-day delivery is from when Amazon decides they get around to shipping it to you anyway, which didn't seem to be a problem before, but Amazon's strained right now, and the delivery dates are slipping. So Target is doing something now where if you have the Target debit card or credit card, the red card that gets you the discount on buying things at Target, you can now have free delivery of a bunch of items that Target stocks next day. So they're cutting the two-day it really doesn't seem to be two days a lot of times now anyway with Amazon. They're cutting the two-day to one, and it's free. But the really great thing is Amazon Prime just went up to 119? 119. And Target charges nothing for their program if you just sign up what they want you to do in the first place is to sign up for their free debit card or credit card program. So you save, when you go to the store, you save the 5% using those cards. Doesn't cost you anything to get them. And then you get the free delivery on what's known as Target Restock. So Target Restock is all about sending you the kind of things that Amazon calls, Joel, you used that thing for a while. Is it the Amazon Pantry? or No, what's the thing where they were sending you stuff like paper towels or whatever? You could sign up via subscribe and save. Subscribe and save, yeah. that's it. Thank you. And so Target, every which way, is gunning for that kind of customer with a superior offer to what people would get from Amazon. Now, even better with Target is the up 
up and up or up and away or whatever they call their private label. I've never liked their branding strategy on that. But anyway, you can have all these things delivered for free and have them next day because what Target is doing is in each market, and Target's heaviest concentration is in big cities on the coast. So Target is using the stores as their warehouse, essentially, to deliver these items and get the one-day thing done. Now, I have become really devoted, though, to the Sam's Club delivery program, where I have joined their Plus membership, and that's their higher membership, and most of the items that Sam's Club sells, I get free delivery to the home. Now, <laughs> uh, my wife was like really befuddled that FedEx just delivered two boxes of toilet paper to our house. And she was like, what in the world? So, well, why should I lug all that if now I can have it delivered free? The toilet paper was on sale at Sam's, and I've got like enough toilet paper to last. I don't know, through the through the next plague or something, because it was on sale. But the weird thing, Sam's has to be losing a fortune on me, because I watched the toilet paper move with FedEx all the way across the country. Instead of sourcing it locally and avoiding a lot of that shipping charge that I wasn't paying, they were paying. But more and more, you're going to have options as... Amazon, I feel a little bit like this, like uh, all the writers, the influencers very heavily are in big cities where they're all all in on the Amazon Prime. That's not America. And I think they're missing that there's a point at which you start to wheeze as you grow. And I have that sense there's a little bit of wheezing going on at Amazon. They are a brilliant operator a very efficient operator, but it's creating breathing room for others to compete while Amazon tries to get over its case of asthma. Mark is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mark. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Mark. You want to talk about a newfangled way to invest? Uh, yeah. So uh, I just wanted to say thank you for having me on the show. Uh, Certainly. I'm kind of a new, newer, newer listener, um, only for couple months now, but I wanted to thank you for that. And I just wanted to basically ask you, so I'm thinking about opening up a Roth IRA. Um, I am doing my, my employer's 401k. I'm doing their full match, but I wanted to diversify outside of that. And so uh, based off your show and what you uh, advise a lot of people on doing was opening up a Roth IRA. And so I had a couple of options, um, but I wanted to ask you about um, basically like a robo-advisor um, service where you basically pay um, a certain fee and then basically all the commissions are free and then you choose or they you basically tell them what style you want to go for, whether it's a risk or more of like a, uh, if you're closer to retirement, um, I'm a little bit farther away from retirement, so my risk category would be higher, um, but they basically will automatically um, diversify your account based on how your risk level um, so I was wondering about that versus, I know you've talked a lot about um, 
uh, other companies where they have lower ETFs, but you're you're kind of um, you are more in charge of of what uh, what ETFs that you choose versus this is which is a service which automatically um, reallocates over time. So in exactly, a Roth, yeah. if you have continual reallocation, it's great because there's no tax due. You know, if you do a service where your investments are constantly being reallocated and it's in a taxable account, you're generating tax bills every year. But in a mm-hmm. Roth, you don't do so. Are you looking at Betterment or Wealthfront or both? Um, I had looked at both, but I'm leaning more towards Wealthfront. Um, for example, I know they include tax loss harvesting and stuff like that with their service, where Betterment, uh, you have to pay an addition to that. Well, you don't um, need, you won't need tax loss harvesting in a Roth because there's no tax okay. ever due. Okay. So, so both of them started a base of a quarter of a percent, which is extremely cheap for right. the advice that they give. That's the that's the robo thing, and I love both of their business models. So okay. it's a different kind of thing than uh, doing a Roth the more traditional way, which I talk about, which is like. You go to Vanguard or you go to Schwab or whatever, and you just open a target retirement fund the year closest to when you're going to retire. Just keep putting your money in that, and they adjust the mix through the decades. Now, the right, thing is, of, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that was kind of my options was to go either with Wealthfront for an advisor or do more of like a target retirement fund. So both are great, and not one is vastly superior to the other i like the target retirement funds because you're not doing an allocation model based on current market conditions you're doing it based on the cycle of ownership that you'd have leading into retirement did did you tell me mark how old you are i don't remember that Uh, i'm 30 years old so at 30 you've got somewhere 30 to 40 years that you'd be in a target retirement fund or mm-hmm. that you'd be in a fund, let's say, with Wealthfront. And uh, you could do either if you wanted to. But um, I think it's fine to do the target retirement fund and not ever have to worry about the reallocation. Gotcha. And you just add to it as you wish. Gotcha, because that was one of the things I was looking at because of the additional 0.25%. The advisor fees for Wealthfront, I don't think you have that with a target retirement fund. You don't. You only have the management expense in it. Right. So uh, on top of the 0.25, you pay ETF fees that would be extremely low, though. So you're not talking about a lot more. Right. But I think that's that you get that with either service. So I would I would just do whatever feels right to you. Gotcha. Because they're both great. Okay. So whichever feels more like your style, do the Roth with it. The difference you have with some of the old line companies is they've been around forever and there's no doubt about their future. And I don't worry about the future of Betterment or Wealthfront. What I worry about with both of them is they're going to be absorbed potentially by one of the full commission stock brokerages and then all bets are off on how they do business in the future. David is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, David. 
Hi there, Clark. Uh, big time fan. Been listening for years. I just had a quick question about the new uh, uh, policy, tax policy on the 529 plan. Yeah, it's, it's made 529 plans a much more confusing choice for parents than what parents had before. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, basically, I've always felt that if your kids are in private school during the time that they're in private school, you shouldn't get some sort of tax break because you pay for school, public schools through your taxes. But now this seems to be the tax plan that's providing that. So I'm looking to see my options. Um, basically, our school allows us to pay up front the full tuition at the beginning of the school year at a break. And um, what we've been doing before is putting money in the savings each um, pay period so that we could take advantage of that um, lump sum amount um, in the savings that that brings. But now I'm thinking, would it be better to put our money into the 529 plan that we've already built up and use the money that we have in that plan to pay the lump sum and then rebuild the 529 since it has a better return. But I'm Well, not the sure best part the- is that the money you're putting in savings is taxed at ordinary income tax rates, which is right. the highest possible tax rate. The money put in a 529 plan grows and is spent tax-free. And so if you were each year for private school, you're allowed to pull ten grand out of a 529 for private school, uh, you know, grade school through high school. There's no limit like that for college. But if you are putting money aside for both anyway, it would make a lot of sense at least to an amount of up to 10 grand in a year goes in there specifically for the purpose of paying that tax-free towards the education your child's having at private school so that would be okay. very smart yeah so that's what i thought but it got a little confusing because when we set up the 529 plan initially we did it based on um you know the year our child uh, was born and then the target date for them to attend college so i i would assume i if i was going to do it like that i would need to adjust the investments to be more aggressive at this point? Well, actually, it's the opposite. What you would do is money that you'd be putting in, let's say, to pay tuition for private school a year from now. That money should go in a very conservative choice in the 529 plan that would be equivalent to somebody who's already at college age. Ah. But the money that is geared towards attendance in college should stay age-based portfolio with the idea of it being uh, money that continues to grow at a little bit higher risk to have potentially greater reward years down the road for college. Okay, and that makes more sense. That makes great sense. And then about the 10000 is that per child? Because each one has their own 529 yes. plan. Yes, it can be okay. 10000 each year per child. How much are the... Is the private school tuition for each of your kids? It uh, is right at about uh, nine thousand. I think we get like a five hundred dollar discount, and we pay up front for the full school year at the beginning of the school year. All right, you're brilliant. Coming up with a private school of a tuition like that. You know what the average private school tuition is in the United States? Uh, a lot more than that, because some of the other ones in my 
uh, city ours significantly higher. Yeah, you know, in the in some of the most expensive markets in the country now, private school tuition is over the forty thousand dollar mark per kid per year. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. And producer Joel, ask it for you. Clark, Chuck wrote in and says, I'm just wondering why you recommend Credit Sesame, which being TransUnion based is superfluous if you have Credit Karma, which is TransUnion and Equifax, rather than recommending Credit.com, which gives you an Experian report to go with the other two from Credit Karma. Am I missing something? No, I'd say that I'm the one who's been missing something that I knew Credit.com was doing a different bureau, doing Experian. I just never mention it. And so in my attitude, my mind, more the merrier. Credit Sesame does a little bit different information available to you than Credit Karma. So even though they both draw in TransUnion, um, I think there's value in being with both. But your point is phenomenal. If you only wanted to do so much, doing credit.com and credit karma would get you a survey of all three credit bureaus and scores and remember it's always free to do so great suggestion all right and james wrote in and says can you tell me the best credit cards to use overseas in order to avoid paying extra fees so more and more issuers now have fee free uh, foreign currency junk fee free and they have to tell you now They used to hide and not tell you, and then you'd get the gotcha of the huge fees. As a general rule, any um, Visa signature card will normally be foreign currency junk fee free. In addition, if you're a Costco member, the Costco Visa card is foreign currency free. If you have American Express, only a very small number of American Express cards are foreign currency junk fee free. Capital One, almost all of its cards are foreign currency junk fee free. So just think of all the things you have and you may already have something that is foreign currency junk fee free. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast of our show, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, we're pretty much there. And whether you love what you hear from me or hate it, take time to write a review. It's how we all learn from each other is from those reviews. 